0: Hello, my little pavolettes, pavilions, pavolushis, all the little pals out there, young and old. Welcome to the Pawelcast once again. Uh, I'm coming to you live this May 22nd on a Tuesday. This episode was recorded about two weeks ago. We have on the show today Dima Cherny, brilliant guy, super smart um, has a math applied math degree from hopkins has an MBA from chicago school of business booth um, has worked in consulting has worked in, for in the financial industry he's um, now working at amazon aws you know he's got a good head on his shoulders he recently had a second child so we talk about you know his life how he got here he's an immigrant how that whole experience was life in russia how grateful we are to be here today um our high school careers you know how he came in to be the man he is today his amazing ability to collect data he knows about 800 restaurants that he's been to in New York City I mean that's that's phenomenal it's a fun time and he gives us a really tremendous hot tip at the end about genetics you know we love talking I love talking about genetics here I've kind of gone back and forth part of me wants to do my genetic test a part of me thinks we shouldn't do it because i'm afraid to give away my genetic information not even sure what that means but i am afraid um and dima has done the test and really kind of gives us a little cool little tidbit about um you know the people that we are how we come to be and what the genetic bottleneck really means have a listen enjoy yourself i hope everyone is doing well out there staying safe and you know just doing our best to Live life, be kind to each other. Um, that's my mission here. Enjoy the show and be a Powell. Welcome to a whole new episode of the Pavel Cast. We're coming to you live this Friday afternoon, May 8th, the day before Victory Day. I'm going deep to my Russian Jewish bench here, super deep. One of my best buds ever. We went to high school together. Dimitri Cherny welcome to the show thank you so much happy to be here hell yeah um you go by Dmitry Cherny no more Chernavsky right? I remember when you were you, you changed your last name
1: when you changed your last name was how did that feel um it felt nice I kind of liked my new Americanized name and I remember um when I came back to school um it was the beginning of was it 11th or 12th? It must have been, huh, it must have been 11th. I remember I came in in the beginning of 11th grade and our principal, Mr. Portney, walked over to me. And he's like, hey, Dimitri, I have a question for you. I was like, what? He was like, I saw you change your, your, your last name. I was like, yeah. And he was like, did you legally change it? And I was like, "Um, what do you mean? Do you think I just, like, illegally changed it? <laughs> or I just, just picked a random name to put in my school records? He was like, No, but, but but answer my question, I'm like, Yes, I legally changed it. Okay, thanks. So that was a bit of awkwardness that I remembered. Like yeah, I mean that's fair, years, I guess. You could like he could go in because you, you I could say, Oh, my name is Pavel <laughs> Tatel now, but Yeah, you could. he's like, Did
0: you actually go through the process <laughs> of the government, Mr. Portman? Yeah, yeah I, I found that funny. Doctor Portman? Just said, yeah, he's just making sure all the Ts are just
1: making sure.
0: All the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed. Um, Just making
1: sure. Uh-oh, I feel a loss of, I feel a loss of coming up. <laughs> loss of coming up, making sure we, we don't get that. Um, all right, so we went to high school together. You are, where are you from? Um, so I was born in Kharkiv, Ukraine. Um, cool. Back in good old 1985. Um, those were pretty good times. When did you come to the States? Um, so we moved here in 94. So I guess there was a big wave of immigration right after 91 when the Soviet Union broke apart. So we were yeah. part of that big wave. What do you remember about the Ukraine? Um, I have good memories, I have bad memories. I remember the bread lines. That was crazy. We had to stay in line for bread for a long time. And sometimes by the time it got to our turn there wasn't enough bread, which is depressing. And That's I remember eating potatoes like every day, which is kind of still do, but I think that was out of necessity.
0: <laughs> oh, it's a love of you know, I, I find that the foods you grew up with, like you want to yep. keep eating those. So like I keep eating like kasha, which is uh,
1: buckwheat. I uh, do that too now. I do that too now. It's healthy. It's, it's delicious. good for you. Exactly. Yeah. It's
0: tasty with some butter in it.
1: Yeah. Alina int-
0: reintroduced
1: me, I think. Yeah, you were? Actually, Yeah. Alina, I, I think I might have seen her eating it and then I kind of picked up that it might be nice and healthy. I'm not nice. sure. Before that I re- I rejected it for many years. I was like, no, Kasha, <laughs> you. Yeah. And then and then I was like, wait, this might actually be good. And now now I eat it like all the time. Not every day, but a lot. It's- oh yeah, and then and then I remember what else do I remember from Harkov? Um, I remember how cars were really smelly i guess there wasn't there wasn't the same level of like emissions testing oh yeah they just smell like gas and yeah it smelled like gas that was interesting oh dogs were really smart i remember that i remember like my neighbor's dog knew how to cross the street and like i followed him one day and he was like crossing the street and like walking over from where my parents lived to like where where, like i and my parents lived to where my grandparents lived which required like crossing crossing like a you know like major intersection like a major intersection i was like wow that's pretty cool and i kind of like assumed like all dogs did that or at least like like that was kind of normal and then when i came to america and i saw the dogs here i was like oh dog there are no there are no dogs (laughs) there are no owners here that let their dog just roam okay (laughs) well it's illegal most of the time yeah yeah but that that dog the the dog was named pushok which means which in english would mean like like fluffster or something or fluffy um he was, like, he was, like, really terrible looking, but just, like, like, not a very pretty dog. But he was really smart. It was impressive.
0: Yeah, and It feels like those dogs that have to, uh, you know, evolution, yeah. they have to be smarter to survive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then I remember how there was this dog named Aza. Um, and we, she always used to, I, she may have been, she may have been, like, a stray. And she always asked us for food. And then one time, um, my parents looked at her and they were like, Azza we know you want butter, but there is no butter. And I think <laughs> that's, that point, she wants butter. Like that's crazy. That's like oh, yeah, high yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. When, when it was good times, I think people fed her butter, but then like around 91, when the Soviet Union broke apart, people didn't really have food. So, so my, my parents had this whole thing with like, like saying to Asa that there's no more butter. It's gone. It was pretty how, funny did, how did you feel when you came to America? Like, was that like, yeah. What does that feel like? So you were nine years old. It sounds like. Yeah. Um, I think it was really cool and interesting because we lived um, kind of near, very close to your house, and your parents' house. Yeah, inner um, city Baltimore. In like like suburban, well, not really inner city, but like suburban Pikesville. So there were like lots of trees and there were like cats and dogs and flowers. So compared to like being in the city where I I was like basically um, like in the city there. In in the city, like Russian gray cement. Yeah exactly exactly like cruise ship style buildings so here it was nice and really pretty you could walk around and explore and i really like that part um and then my first school was like a religious religious jewish school called to academy of baltimore shout and out bit, ta baby are they still shout around out TA, they're still around um again <laughs> don't don't want any lawsuits here
0: <laughs> want any lawsuits. Lawsuits.
1: no lawsuits no lawsuits um so that was a weird experience for me, right? Like, first of all, it was, like, an all-boys school. And honestly, Ooh. like, I'd, ne- I'd never seen. So you know how um, religious Jewish boys, they have, like, long, what we call payout. So, like, um like the, the hair things that twirl the hair things, next to your ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sideburns, sort of, I guess. Yeah, yeah, sideburns. So I remember I came home, like, after the first day of school. And I don't know, like, if my parents were dumb or what, and they were, like, and they didn't realize it's an all-boys school. I don't know. Like, like, I don't know what was going on. I think maybe everyone was just really distracted with, like, immigrating to a new country. But, but either my, my parents or my – maybe it was my grandpa. Yeah, my grandpa. My grandpa was like, so are – were there any, girl, are there any girls at the school? And I said yes to my grandpa, I remember, because I think I thought that the, that the kids with the girly voices and, and like, the, the, the long sideburns were girls. I think I actually thought that. <laughs> it was hilarious and i think i caught on i think i caught on that there were boys in in the next few days and i probably quickly like what the hell's going on here yeah yeah they were all boys definitely all boys Some some definitely more more feminine than others but definitely all boys that was kind of weird and then um um nobody like so i had to like repeat the second grade for part of the year which kind of sucked but then and it was a bit scary because like honestly first two grades in ukraine were pretty hard Like we had to, there was like dictation and stuff where we had to like hear a story and then write it down. And I was like, how the hell am I going to do that again from scratch in America? And then I realized that honestly, people were kind of stupid. Um, Like they, like nobody knew math. Like people didn't know how to add numbers in second grade. Yeah. Our education system
0: is completely different, right? Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. Like people, yeah. People didn't know how to add numbers. Like every time people came back from the summer and I realized that like in a couple of years, every time people came back from the summer, like, like, it was as if their brain just like got sucked out. Um, like basically the teacher just had to repeat whatever we learned the last year for a few months, just assuming everyone forgot. And it did look like everyone forgot. Um, so that made me feel better. I was like, Oh, I'm not as far behind. <laughs> you didn't speak English though, did you? Um, I, so my parents tried to prep me so I could speak English, um, but I could barely understand it. I couldn't like understand the American version. So that was really hard for me. Just hearing people speak was tough, especially kids. Like the teacher, I could understand, but kids, who generally speak fast.
0: Yeah, but hard. I'm sure it came
1: pretty quickly. Like, the yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I I was watching a lot of TV. Like I was watching The Simpsons and um, um, Seinfeld, which is probably not the best thing for a nine-year-old to watch, but whatever. Um, Cosby Show. Um, um, The Nanny was another popular one I watched. So um, you end Fre- up Fresh skipping Grace. Yeah, yeah, I skipped grades. So I did, I did like two months in third grade at the end of second grade. And then I went straight to fourth grade. So I, I pretty much didn't attend third grade. You um, made it back, basically. I made it back, yeah. But then, funny story, I also never went to eighth grade, pretty much. I also skipped eighth grade. <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> um, so I was taking like, I was taking like more advanced science and math. And then uh Bethafilla was like, hey, well, you did more advanced science and math um, already. Like you did eighth grade science and math already. And then like English and history class will just put you in, and I know this is a bit offensive, but but you and I went to the same high school. So we'll, we'll use the word and then I'll apologize for it. They put me in the stupid class for English and history. And now I'm going to apologize for what I just said.
0: That's not what the term they actually, I think there was no, regular or no, Yes. <laughs> The quote-unquote stupid class had no label besides that it was a history class. Then there was an like yes. honors AP. I think that's yes, what they it, had, right? It was
1: a it was a label invented by by the by our classmates. Yeah. Do you think they?
0: Do you think there is like a school thing where they're trying to separate the students into like different levels of you know smartness, lack of a better word?
1: um i think so and some of the reasons are well they you know for people who are better at a subject they don't want to you know hold they want to put them
0: together and go more yeah
1: things. yeah i think that's that's the good part of it right but then on the other hand um i i do think that the labels are really hurtful right because like what i just said and apologize for like people get get that label attached to themselves and then they're like oh we're we're, we're I'm, I'm never going to be good at math i'm yeah, stupid I'm ne- at math yeah exactly an and like yeah, and I've heard those things from like grown-up people in college. I know all the time, and, like, even, and it's that's depressing. And that's because they were like put in this standard class, and they were, and like they generally goofed off in class from that point on. And they're like, oh, people send them stupid math. That's it. Label forever. It's really sad. And like how, how, how and how do you end up in those classes, right? Like, 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 and how how do you? It's really hard to get out of them. I'm actually really thankful for my for my high school teacher. Mrs. Allen, who's like, oh, you shouldn't be in, in, like, standard English and history. I was like, really? Well, thank you. She's like, yeah, you should transfer to, like, honors. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) That's awesome. So, but then you started eighth grade, and then, like, a few weeks in, you moved to ninth grade? No, I never started eighth grade. No, I never did eighth grade. You were supposed to go to eighth (laughs)
0: grade, and then they just moved you to ninth? But you also, by your age, you were closer to to the right age
1: i think so yeah but by my age i was closer to the right age um because right in in the soviet union and ukraine and russia people go to school at like seven years old instead of six years old like here so i was a little bit overgrown yeah so so when i was moving to bethavilla from from my first school uh they're like yeah you can go to ninth you can just skip eighth which which i think had positives and negatives like i you know i missed out on some stuff and i missed out on some social stuff you know but whatever
0: yeah uh, i mean you came in the same way i came in i came into that school in ninth yeah. grade uh yeah. with no yeah. i so i came in like you came into that first jewish school i came into this jewish school mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. spending a bunch of several years in public school mm-hmm. and so i had no 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 idea like all the subjects and all the stuff mm-hmm. but um you know i i still had fun there and like I, I did. I did think there were some some good professors, and I did think there were some mm-hmm. smart students around. I think it was mostly the students. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the students, like they're just try- everybody's trying to do well, right? There's like this thing, get into good colleges yeah. and whatever. Yeah. yeah. And like if I wasn't in that environment, I think I would have, yeah.
1: I would have turned out different because I just wouldn't yeah. have not yeah. known about that whole system. Yeah. So true. So true. Yeah. I think environment is really important, and like what kind of kids you're surrounding with, right? I think we had, like, a lot of smart kids in our class who were, who we had, like, yeah. And, like, they had families, obviously, who grew up in the U.S. And then, like, you know, their, their grandparents and their parents went through the whole college application process. And so, they had that experience. So, we, on the other hand, who didn't have that experience, um, kind of had to learn from them and pick it up somehow. Yeah, I
0: don't know. I just kind of shot, you know, darts in the dark. I just want to get out of my house. Please, let me get in <laughs> somewhere farther away from my parents. That's, that's nice. what I wanted. It worked out for me. Nice. um cool so now you're in high school you're always kind of into good subjects being a good learner and then you go
1: i was trying i was trying i think 10th grade was kind of weird for me um i think i don't know why i think um <clears throat> what was going on in 10th grade i don't think i liked my teachers very much in 10th grade and you know 10th grade is kind of like what 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 was i i was like Fifteen, right? That's kind of weird. Age, weird age for the kid, you know. Um, so kind of, kind of a depressing, um, weird. Um, don't really want to do well in my classes. Kind of year, and then eleventh grade started and I kind of picked up. I was like, oh shit, I need to, I need to get cracking. I need to get studying for <laughs> yeah for all the APs and SATs and stuff. So I think I like, kind of wasted tenth grade. I think also ninth grade I worked really hard, and then tenth grade I was just like, what the hell? I'm just whatever. Like, I mean, working I, hard I, is stupid in the first place. True, you have to work smart. <laughs> exactly, exactly, <laughs> you have to work smart. But yeah, that guy was weird. Like, I, I think I was getting a bit of a weird vibe from a few people. Like, again, let's prevent prevent any losses. Not going to mention any names. Kind of a weird, weird kind yeah, of. Yeah, you just had some bad. Yeah. Was, you know, kids are kids are fucking assholes. Yeah, my friend. Yeah, and so,
0: yeah. I I always faced that. I kind of finagled my way through it, and yeah. But I, and I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like yeah. You, can, you can just there's bullies like we can get picked on
1: for yeah. really no reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think one of the one of the reasons that 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 happens is like, um, like people are going through their own thing in their life of and course, they kind of exactly. want to lash out. So a lot of it is kind of internal based. And yeah, but I think we, by by eleventh grade, yeah, and then when you get a lot of friends, that kind of dissipates, right? Like exactly. I feel like by eleventh grade, I got like more friends, including you. Yay
0: yeah buddy. um and
1: then when you have friends and you have kind of that network that like people kind of stop picking on you you know so that's nice
0: and also like it's also less about you care about what other people say less because you have people that you know support you and love you so that is very important
1: oh yeah and also by 11th grade some people are like oh shit um <laughs> like like i've been an asshole and an, and i quote one of our classmates was like oh shit i'm gonna be working at mcdonald's N- not that <laughs> there is anything wrong with working at mcdonald's i think there are plenty of amazing people working at mcdonald's but i do think that some people who are just generally assholes and goofing off in high school by 11th grade were like oh crap i gotta yeah left needs to go go on yeah i gotta gotta be a nicer person <laughs> yeah learned some lessons what
0: did you um what did you want to study out of high school? So, what did you go next?
1: Um. So, I was into math, I guess. Math, I was math, good at math. Math, math, math. math.
0: Is it, do you think it's because of, like, your dad is good at math and, like, everyone has always told you, oh, you're good at math? Or do you think you actually had a real interest in it or just came easier to you than other subjects?
1: Yeah, I think it's probably probably what you just said like it probably came easier to me i had some kind of interest in it and i did well in it and then people told me that i did well in it um i found it exciting like i found other stuff exciting too like i i was always a huge fan of history but then i don't think i wanted to make a profession out of it it's hard but it's hard you want to be more practical right (laughs) I think so. I think so. I wanted it to be more practical. I think in sci- science was like always I don't know. I, I only recently started getting really interested in science, like in the last couple of years. And now I'm I'm becoming a huge fan. But then in high school it was just not clicking. Like I remember my tenth grade chemistry class, it just it just didn't didn't click, didn't go well. I mean eleventh grade physics <clears throat> had to do wow. Well. <laughs> You know, <laughs> there was a lot of pressure, but it was hard. Like, I, I could not imagine making a career out of it. It was just physics, too hard. Yeah. AP yeah. And then biology. Did, did you ever take biology? With ninth that? grade. Ninth grade, we had biology. I, was, I remember that guy ruined biology for me. Like, I've did. been learning a lot of biology yeah.
0: now. And biology is yeah. fascinating. It's an yeah. amazing subject. But in that yeah. ninth grade class, we learned, like, yeah. taxonomy. We learned, yeah. like, nothing interesting. Yeah.
1: The rumor, the rumor was that our teacher was watching pornography and playing, co- playing computer games while we were doing the, the biology labs. I haven't seen it, so I can not confirm it. And,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, that's but, just
1: a rumor you heard. But, but it's a rumor. It's a rumor I heard. <laughs> uh, oh, he, also refused, he also refused to let us actually dissect anything besides, besides an owl, owl pellet. Um, <clears throat> What's an owl pellet? Is that a baby? or No, or an owl pellet is the poop. It's the poop of could just
0: dissect the poop, not even yeah. anything
1: interesting? Yeah, there's interesting stuff in there. There's like bones and stuff. And of oh. course, of course, when I had to do that in ninth grade, I found that absolutely revolting and sick. And now now like when I read that now, um, I'm like, holy shit, that's amazing. We got to do that. But then otherwise, like, we didn't get to dissect anything like normal biology classes would. And that was kind of disappointing. All we had to do we had to like do labs and write write weird reports just like research stuff in an encyclopedia and then write it down. And some people just copied and pasted stuff. Just very, very bad quality biology class. I remember that. Very, very bad quality. Kind of. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways, I just want to
0: talk about that for a second because it's on my mind. Yeah. So you go in, you you're applied math at Johns Hopkins University, a premier university out of Baltimore. What Love was that it. like?
1: It was good. It was, it was good. It was hard. I'm still recovering from it. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Sort of. I don't know. It was a hard four years. It's like a hard program. It's like. <clears throat>
0: what it's did not... you learn?
1: Huh? What remember. did I learn
0: that I still remember? No, uh. <laughs> that's not. I mean, I know that's nothing. But like, did they teach you? Is it like a lot of math theory or more programming,
1: like linear programming, um, computer shit? Um. So I remember I learned a lot of probability and statistics. Which is fun. Good. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. That was good. Um, so a lot of applied math classes, right? Like optimization. That was a bad class, by the way. Uh-huh. That's where we learned like, linear programming. That was a bad class. I, I regret taking that class with that professor. That but then there were good classes. There were like good probability, good stats, good data analytics classes. But way before data analytics got, got popular, I, right. I was taking that stuff. Data mining. Um, I'll tell you a funny story about data mining in a second that, that I know I know my wife Alina loves this story. Um, um, what are,
0: are they teaching you Python or R or like SPSS or SAS? SAS?
1: Yeah, I think I think there was like what did we do? We had R I don't think it was ever properly taught we were kind of like given homework problems and there was like oh you should use R to do your homework we're like oh, oh wow and then there was there was like S plus, which I think is like the free version of R, or at least was back in the day. So we did that. And of course I had to take like I had to take an actual programming language. So I took C, took a year of that. Um that was good. That was hard. They gave us like programming assignments every week. That took about 15 hours to do, I remember. I timed myself.
0: What's the data mining story?
1: Oh man. So um <clears throat> so <clears throat> fast forwarding a little bit. Um I was thinking about jobs, right? And one of the jobs I was thinking about heavily was investment banking. So I started applying to investment banks. And of course, my resume was really geeky. Um, Had all my like fancy like math and applied math classes on my resume, which nowadays they tell you not to do. um, Because one reason is um, they care more about your experience than your classes. But then if you put your class on there, they will ask you questions. And they will try to dig deep so to speak right. to use amazon terms um so um so i put put all my fancy math, math and applied math classes on my resume and having these interviews with the mess bankers like hey what's up um you know what's this class data mining And i'm, the, I'm sitting there talking about my data mining class and like i see them smirking there and it was it was almost something like oh you took <laughs> data mining huh <laughs> so what did you so so what did you learn in this uh smirk <laughs> data mining class so <clears throat> I, like, I tell him what i learned about data mining class and like and i'm like okay really so <laughs> so you did some good huh? data mining huh <laughs> so and then like they moved on to the next example or the next question and, and like for a while i couldn't figure out like what was going on what, what was this thing with like making fun of my data mining class so it turns out that um Um, Data mining is a common part of lingo um, for like, for like investment bankers where they basically use the term to to describe finding patterns that don't really exist, right? So for example, a sentence with that, with that, with that, with that phrase would be like, hey, I don't think you're actually, I don't think you're actually using, you're actually um, getting any useful information from the data, you're just data mining. So oh really? I didn't time, know that. I thought data yeah. mining was like a normal term you can use. Maybe that's changed. I think. Changed. I think. I think it is now. It absolutely is now. But I think at the time, um, especially for certain professions, right, um, right. data data mining was like a colloquial term that was used to describe just finding spurious patterns. Right. And so that's why I think a lot of people who I was talking to, and these guys were not quants, obviously, right? Right. Um, <laughs> a lot of these guys were like sales sales trading folks right and they're like oh data money huh? so thinking back to it now I find that completely hilarious what did you thing end up th- doing did you end up becoming a quant did you try that out I did not do that So, so the other thing is the other thing that people probably found funny was that um, some of the examples that we did or some of the like projects that we did in data mining were completely silly like um, one of the projects we did was like looking at mushrooms and trying to and trying to like build neural networks and like other models to try to identify whether a mushroom was poisonous or not oh wow yeah, I mean I mean yeah, it's cool. Sounds but kinda that, cool, but also ridiculous. It's completely <laughs> ridiculous. So I'm pretty sure I mentioned that as an example in my investment building. They must have yeah, been like what? Yeah, and I probably look like an idiot. Um so <laughs> so yeah. Magic mushrooms. Have you ever tried modeling that? I have not. I have not. Don't plan on doing that. <laughs> right. Legalized nope. in Oakland. Really? Or at How, least interesting. Legalized. interesting. You gotta you got to have those mushrooms. You're like, ah. Oh, got to have some mushrooms. I'm in the, I know, I, like, I do like fungi. I like mushrooms and soups. I like fried potatoes with mushrooms, mushroom gravy. I do as well. Mushrooms are amazing. Back, One thing I mentioned, back in my home city of Kharkov, um, we had a couple of incidents with poisoned mushrooms. And so my parents didn't really let me have mushrooms as a kid. So when, oh. when we moved to America, I was pretty excited to try all the... All oh, the delicious. What's your? What are some Mushroom of your favorites? I, I'm not sure. Not not sure. I know any varieties. Portabella. It's a popular one. I I do like the Japanese mushrooms, like the shiitake. A shiitake. Yeah. is a good one. Yeah, those are good. I'm not sure I ever had that at home. Pretty sure I just had that in restaurants. In, in restaurants, yeah. How are you dealing with all these restaurant
0: closures during the? You know, we are. You are living in Seattle. You know, one of the main. Yeah. I guess it was the, I don't even know if it ever became a hotspot, but it was in the beginning. How are you guys doing there now? More chilled out?
1: Um, I think it's doing better. Um, I think the number of new cases that they're finding has been much lower and more stable, which is good. good. But then there are still like 200 to 300 new cases every day, and then they're like 20, 40, 50 people, I don't think 50, but 20, 30, 40 people dying every day, which is still depressing, right? That's a lot. Yeah, and their capacity hasn't increased too much, right? So they're still doing only like 4,000, 5,000 tests per day wh- where they went to like 20,000. So so it's doing better, but it could be doing even better. You guys are still kind of shut down mode? Yeah, we're still shut down mode. We we went to a park yesterday for the first time, like a big state park, which is fun. Um, we wore masks. Our child didn't wear a mask, obviously. Were there um, people there? There were a lot of... well. Let's say that there there was a decent number of people. They, there were people social distancing, so no one really close to each other, um, unless they were the same family. Um, no masks. We wore masks. Most other people didn't, which was a bit disappointing.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but seemed seemed pretty good. It's like they, they reopened the parks on Tuesday. We went yesterday, so nice. wanted to do it before the weekend, before I got too busy. That was fun. Yeah. I do miss the restaurants, I have to say.
0: Yeah. But you know what? I don't miss spending money on restaurants because like it is much cheaper to cook at home. True. True. But I do like, I mean, I, you know, I'm willing to pay for it because I do enjoy the experience. It's just a matter of, you know, am I doing it too much? What is that balance?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think when we were in New York, we definitely did it too much because we had all these restaurant related hobbies, like trying new country cuisines through restaurants. And we had like, other, but that's uh, like your entertainment. Yeah. Like you don't go out yeah, in mean, bars. Exactly.
0: You, exactly. I don't do you yeah. even go you know so Not I really. think it's totally valid.
1: Yeah, it was entertainment for sure. It was more entertainment than just eating. Just um, but it was a lot. Like we tried like I tried. Give yeah, us the list? numbers,
0: baby. I know so You're one of the, the things numbers. you do that I'm always I'm impressed quantitative. with
1: is, I'm quantitative. is uh yeah,
0: you you like to record the data and I'm all you know I'm a data Pavel If you need some data, call data Pavel DataPavel.com dot com.
1: Good um, job.
0: <laughs> It's like always be hustling. I know. always be hustling. I'm trying, you know. Um yeah, but I mean, you you've captured, you've told me every restaurant you've been in New York. Like you know the I name so. and the I think so. I think so. There
1: are a couple the cuisine. There there are a couple of restaurants where I have a a restaurant for example, Aaron and I blah 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 try this restaurant, right? Like that's 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 one. One reference I have to a restaurant whose name I don't remember. Like Aaron and I went to Brighton Beach to visit Pavel or something and tried this disgusting restaurant. That's like got a it, got it. Okay, but I mean yeah, that's not the the point. Is you know ninety five percent you've tracked the data. Okay. I think so. I think so. Even more, and then ninety nine percent. So I have, I have eight hundred and seven restaurants that I tried in the city of New York. Ooh, baby! Um, across the five boroughs, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's, a lot. it's awesome. I would say most were in Manhattan, but then there were a bunch of bunch in Queens, a bunch in Brooklyn, um, a couple in Bronx, one in Staten Island from the one time for, for the one time I, I was in Staten Island. Yeah, you don't want to go more than once. <laughs> well Oh, it's Staten Island, yeah. yeah. True. I so, would have gone back, but it's hard to get there, you know? Yeah. But so we passed we drove through it. We drove through it a couple of times.
0: How do you, like, do you, like, one of the things, I love going to new restaurants, and I love trying new dishes, too. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, I also like going to the same restaurant and getting, like, the same thing, because that's, a a dish I I know is good. Mm -hmm. How do you, I mean, you must get disappointed sometimes if you keep trying new stuff.
1: Mm -hmm. That's true. But 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 there are restaurants that we tried multiple times. I would say, like, when we lived in Astoria, we... We had like these maybe five Greek restaurants that we tried all the time. And eventually we just got like, at that point we had one baby, one baby and he was really little, so we couldn't really go out. So we kept ordering like the same Greek restaurant seamless over and over again. And it was delicious. But after a while, like we, it was disgusting. Like I couldn't, I couldn't eat it anymore. Like the, it was, what was it? It was like be, it was Greek meatballs with tomato sauce is delicious right but then if you keep trying the same thing it's like
0: yeah if you eat it 100% of the time (laughs) you can get tired of everything
1: yeah yeah so there were restaurants that we had a lot when we were in Manhattan we tried um what was the Japanese restaurant Uh, I had like a love-hate relationship with a Japanese restaurant um Um, I I forgot what it's okay yeah doesn't matter
0: um so you've now moved to Seattle how long you've been here what about a year around about, about that um, no less le- less than a year Less nine months less than a year yeah approximately yeah. um and you spent up quite a bit of time in new york city
1: yeah i lived there for six years what do you six years what do you think like
0: um are you happy you made the, i mean obviously with the covid uh, new york city i mean oh boy it's tough because it's just the city that's designed to people be on top of each other and that's what the virus that's how the virus can easily spread. so that, uh, as, that aside, I mean, are you, how do you, how is the culture different in I like Seattle? To,
1: I like to reference to people being on top of each other in New yeah. York. That's pretty well, it's, it's, yeah. uh,
0: it's, it's a vertical city.
1: Oh, the stuff you see when you look out, when you can't sleep and you look out the window of a skyscraper, at a skyscraper next to you, and, and you're like, hey, Alina, look, there's, there's a couple doing something. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, look at that. Is that a guy with two girls? Oh wait, no, it's a guy with two guys. Uh, the stuff, the stuff, the stuff you see in a in a New York in a Manhattan skyscraper kind of crazy. Okay, back to back to your amazing. No, it's amazing. I mean, it's like you're <laughs> living in the movies, literally. You know, it's hilarious. Um, um, so yeah, that stuff, that stuff, I don't miss. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like looking at other people's windows.
0: Weather's but better, I- right? Not as cold in the winter.
1: It's not as cold in the winter. there's no subway, which is really nice for the most part. um I don't have to take a subway um The buses here are nicer um they're a bit more rickety um but they're not as- they're smaller not as crowded as New York. Is there um, still food that you would you want to try once once the whole coronavirus thing lifts oh yeah there was there was like new food I tried in Seattle that wasn't available in New York. There was like a Kenyan restaurant that I tried here, which is awesome cool and actually my son my son tried it. He like he like attacked the fish. He devoured it. He just like started like ripping off pieces of the fish, and you know, it was like, whoa, you don't usually try it. new foods. Holy crap! So yeah, we tried Kenyan, and then we tried um, what was another new one we tried? Huh. I don't remember. Um, it's good stuff happening. We're we different. tried we tried Somalian, but we had tried that in New York. Um, oh, we tried Turkmenistani. We tried Turkmenistani Ooh, here. Turkmenian Turkmenistani. I don't know how to how to say it. That was good. They have like meat like pies stuffed with like shredded meat and vegetables which are really good and then they have a vegetarian version um just with cheese which is kind of interesting really delicious dough I like that interestingly enough there was no Turkmenistani restaurant in New York oh well um but in terms of in terms of what I still want to try um I don't know I think oh yeah um there's low ocean here I tried that in New York but I haven't tried that in Seattle yet love to try low ocean here you got to go um, Laos for that. You got to check out that Thailand, yeah, that, yeah. that Vietnam.
0: Maybe when the kids get older.
1: Yeah, they have to get a lot older. <laughs> a little bit, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. for maybe that flight. Tw- how 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 old do you think you would your sons have to be for you to travel? You know, fifteen hours in a plane. Fifteen hours in a plane. Jeez. I mean, it's something like that, right? It's far. Yeah. Yeah. I not mean, that- know. Teenagers? <laughs> teenagers, yeah, that's what I was going to say. That seems appropriate. They'll Probably love it. Teenagers. They'll love it. So I, I, you, I you know. married, you have two
1: kids. Yeah.
0: How's that been, like, becoming a dad?
1: It's been really fun. Um, I'm, you're really not prepared until like, you have kids. There's, like, really no way to, to be prepared, I don't think. Um, it is a different experience for everybody, so there's no way to. I mean, Do you some think people, the world is divided into people that have kids and don't don't have kids, sort of? George uh, uh, Steinfeld was just making that joke, yeah. Um
0: probably.
1: Probably. That's I okay. Mean, I won't that, take it personally, you know. Um, probably. There's like there's like stuff that happens that you can't really convey. Uh, <laughs> you can't really describe or, unless you've experienced it. I, um, totally. and some of it some of it is like is like actual stuff that happens and some of it is like more metaphysical feelings type stuff, you know? Um like there's a very strong love and, you know, emotions that you have around your kids. And, you know, that's kind of hard to describe and kind of hard to, hard to convey, you know? Um, yeah. And, and there's also like, <clears throat> there's always like, there's also like a mindset you get. You're like, huh, well, this is my childhood. Like, what do I, what do I want my kids to have that I didn't have, you know? And you kind of, you know, and you, you, you try to, you try to enrich your kids' lives. You know, it's it's definitely fun. It's it's an interesting interesting experience. And it's work, I'm sure. A ton of work. It's a ton of work. And it's fulfilling, is what you're I do wonder. Saying. I do. Yeah, I do wonder if they're going to be different, right? Like they they're pretty close in age. They have like about a, a year and a half difference, so close in age. Um, not twins, though. <laughs> so I do wonder if they're going to have different personalities. Um, they- it's you can kind of tell um a little bit um but. I don't know. I'll have to. They do look alike. I know they're not twins. Though. I they do look alike, but um, like individual features are different. Um, like I cultures, mean, it would make sense. They are brothers, so
0: and brothers and, yeah, look alike.
1: Yeah. 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 That's but awesome. but individual features are different. I think personality is a little different, but then there are things in common. Like they both, you know, at a young age, like to explore, and they, you know, they like a good joke, and you know. Feel <laughs> feel like a good joke that's
0: hilarious do you they think like they can understand
1: joke. jokes I mean, um i know you like a good joke too but um my older one i think can understand jokes but but part of it is just listening to funny words so sometimes i just tell a funny word and kind of build a joke around it so he may not get the whole joke but then he get, then he finds the word hilarious um so he, he'd laugh at that um so yeah he he definitely has a sense of humor and then and then he also like if something like goes wrong he finds that hysterical like if i fall or something or or i get injured um that's also pretty funny um so he likes that kind of motion comedy and like me getting slightly injured i think he finds that hysterical and then and then the little one um the little one he also likes wordplay. He likes, like, rhymed words, especially Russian words. That sound funny. He finds that hysterical. That's awesome. And and he likes tickles, you know, little one. So That's awesome. Yeah. What yeah, do you do then, now? What do you mean?
0: Well, what I mean is, like, so you have a degree in applied mathematics. Yes. You worked in consulting of some sort, perhaps?
1: Yes, I worked in consulting. You actually visited my workplace once. I did, but I don't really.
0: Yeah you know, how how do you How do you can you say in a few words the type of consulting it was?
1: Um, I'll try. Um, that makes me. M- makes me um, think back to my investment it gives you banking a little days. bit of a heartache or N- not really it makes me think back to my investment banking interview days mm-hmm. so you did data mining huh, huh. <laughs> and then you did and then, and then you did some consulting huh was it management consulting no oh huh. so, so so what kind of consulting did you do exactly that you claim in your resume did consulting well it was economic litigation consulting litig litig what Litigation. what did you say right. <laughs> L- 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 you L- say economic litigation consulting yeah that's right and it was like you did wh- L- 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 what you, you you were a lawyer No, no i wasn't a lawyer i did economic litigation consulting which that's means perfect that, which means that if two companies were suing each other like let's say there was a a bad investment banking deal when you guys freaking um you know messed up a valuation by like 50 million dollars or 100 million dollars and then, and then you guys get sued. Well, we're either on the defense side or the plaintiff side, and we calculate damages. Like, how much do you owe? How, do, how much do you owe for messing with evaluation? Or how much? Or like, a company, a company CEO. Let's not mention any names. Uh, made a statement which made the stock price drop by by a large percentage in the span of a couple of yeah. minutes. Well, um, and then, yeah, he's a nice
0: guy though, so it's okay.
1: Yeah. I agree. (laughs) I agree, and I'm 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 really not I'm really not mentioning anyone in particular. Um, We can go back to a lot of a lot of different happens a lot, you know. Um, I was thinking Elon Musk. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, me too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's not gonna come after us. Don't worry. He's a he's a buddy of
1: mine. Oh, really? Nice. Introduce me. I like him. I'm a fan. (laughs) No, but in any case, um, you know, people people own the stock, right? And a variety of different people can own the stock. There can be people who own it through a like 401k plan, right? Sure. So they might be employees who own the stock. There might be um, like investment management funds or like outside pension funds that own a stock. So um, in any case, if a stock price drops, people get hurt, right? And yeah. so um, they can all band together as a class and then, and then sue, sue the, um, sue the company for, for, um, for cause damages for for damages for causing the stock price to drop right so for these types of cases a lot of the time we worked for the defense and we said okay we put together an analysis and said okay um if you look at the other um factors going on around when this happened there were other things that could have caused the stock price to drop right so for example um we're talking about the automotive supply industry like had a project like that right and uh, there were bad things going on in the market and in the industry, right? Mm-hmm. There were a lot of negative news, or you know, released around the same period of time, right? And so, whatever whatever company specific factors may not have caused such a big, such a big um, impact on the stock price. So we work for the defense a lot. We do. We ran like regression models that said, okay, like um, here. Here are the different factors that matter for stock price. If you remove one factor, keep the other, like what kind of impact does it have on stock price? So like lots of stats, lots of data analysis. Um, to some extent to some extent it's like you're trying to use facts and cherry pick to build your case. And then, and then if it goes to trial, then you have people in a jury who try to figure out, like, who, who is more believable, right? right. Like, bo- both might be a little bit BS, but then who is more believable? Who made, like, a slightly better case? Sounds like a little, like, data mining. <laughs> Sounds a little, like, data mining. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's so little. data
0: science and analysis and trying to, and really understanding the, uh, the problem space. That's yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah.
1: yeah. It was interesting. I liked it. It was, like, you got to work with a lot of different kinds of managers. Um, like on different projects which was fun so if a manager was a complete asshole you didn't have to be stuck with him in every case or every project so that was cool because as you know there are sometimes asshole managers and their managers are good exactly yeah and And then their managers are good and like you try to work with the managers who are good but then so is everybody else right so you have to do a good job so that manager kind of picks you like in a like in a bad high school gym class it's like yeah, yeah no, that's a very team it's a crazy
0: consulting gig um
1: yeah, yeah exactly and what are you doing now um, so i started working for amazon and that's why i moved to seattle that's awesome do you deliver packages or i i don't <laughs> deliver packages i mostly receive packages um <laughs> We having two kids, we have to order a lot of packages on Amazon. We're very thankful for, for their existence. I don't know what we'd be doing right now. But no, I'm so there are basically um two parts of the business. There's kind of a consumer business, the website, and there's AWS. So I'm on the AWS side. Um, so I don't I don't deal with any consumer package cool. Type stuff. Cool. And then
0: for people who don't know, AWS is kind of the cloud platform from Amazon. In fact, yeah. yeah, I've been I've been looking into it. They're they're just uh they're killing it. They really are everybody else like there's microsoft azure and there's obviously google cloud as well but there's google I, I like i like the cloud i gotta say i mean and there's no actual cloud out there everybody it's, it's just servers but what they're doing is they're making things more like utilities instead of having to do a lot of custom build for everything so
1: it's uh and for some things you really need the horsepower so yep yep like for netflix right Netflix needs that kind of data center capacity. Um, Zoom, which we're using, which I'm using right now. And Zoom uses okay. AWS as its backbone. Okay. How did you hear that? That's, oh, <laughs> that's in the news, I always thought. That's good. <laughs> I'm always careful. I'm always careful. Yeah, I don't, yeah I'm, I'm not trying careful to. Careful, and huh?
0: you basically, you're continuing in that kind of math, finance kind of yep. stream of things. Well, that's awesome. Yep. Um, we're not going to ask for any job. state secrets. We, you know, we want to no be very respectful secrets. to Mr. Bezos and his huge schlong. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. The one day AI will listen to this podcast, identify that I said that about Mr. Bezos. And as I'm working for Amazon, I'm going to get an email saying, Pavel, report to Mr. Bezos' office.
1: Now, if that day comes... It'll likely be HR. <laughs> That would be like, a, like, a robotic, be a robotic, like a robotic HR. A robotic HR, exactly. Sir, you
0: we have
1: sk- used- <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. We skipped, out. We, skipped, we skipped around one of my jobs at Mercer. Um, what was that? So I, when I was in New York, I worked for Marshall McLennan for their Mercer operating company, which is HR consulting. So now that we talked about HR. So at one point, um, I don't think it was me, but one, one person on my team had to write about like robotics and how that's going to impact the future of work. And like, as with a lot of things at work, you kind of write like a really, really theoretical um, paper and it's like, okay, well, how, how does this really apply to like our strategy, right? Like, are we are we going to build robots? Are we going to, are we going to advise companies about robots? Like, what are we going to do? And then that, that paper, that paper kind of just, <coughs> that paper got either shredded or got, got put in the waste bin and, <laughs> I just, I just found that hilarious.
0: You always gotta like. There's so much stuff that gets created that doesn't have any value. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah, but robot HR, I like that. It's like a That's robot good. just. Being I, like, I think a, a part of it probably will happen before we retire, but who knows? It could. Oh man, I'm. I, I yeah, I don't know. It, HR, I've had had both positive and negative negative experiences. I had to back in again. I I. I Definitely want to prevent any losses. But um, <laughs> Don't worry, no one's listening. but there was a funny there was there was a funny, funny incident I had um, back in a former job, not gonna mention the employer. Um, I was building a dashboard to summarize like these operating stats for my company. I had to get a number from HR for how many people we have like employed, got their own number, you know, put that in my dashboard, show that to our to our CFO our, our CFO goes like, Hey, we laid off like 8,000 people. How come that's not not reflected in the HR numbers? And I was like, oh, well, that's the numbers they got from HR. Shouldn't they know the numbers? This is not Amazon, of course. Um, So it's like, um, like, yeah, and I was like, uh, and that taught me I should be very, very skeptical about the kind of data I get, even even from an HR department that should know their numbers. It's pretty hysterical. Uh,
0: See, man, I agree with you, but it's like so hard because (laughs) if you are as skeptical as you should be,
1: everything takes so much longer and everybody wants
0: speed at the same time. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's That's one of the, that's one of the leadership principles of, of Amazon. You know, at Amazon we have leadership principles and one of the, the, um, leadership principles is, um, being right a lot. Right. So you want to, you want to be as accurate as possible, but then yet another leadership principle is, um, being, um, you know, fast and, and action oriented right so clearly those two leadership principles sometimes clash of course and, yeah um that's how there's nothing really
0: that could happens. be done about that but that's why we need smart people like you working there oh thank you oh thank takes, you it takes it, it takes a certain <coughs> amount of intelligence and experience to be able to kind of juggle those two conflicting oh god. things
1: oh god yeah and sometimes it ends up in in in, in a disaster like like doing a dashboard with like wrong HR numbers or wrong wrong headcount numbers. Oh yeah, so apparently apparently the reason why they were wrong was like there was a data feed that was coming into um, Workday and the data feed like um, didn't have the right numbers for people who have like um, short-term disability or something. And then the data feed also didn't include some people that we laid off. Again, this is not Amazon. Um, And um, you know, these, so it's not like the numbers are wrong, but it's just like, you know, it happens. Yeah, it's understanding the right numbers, etc. Yeah, but of course the CFO, of course the CFO was like, he was not pleased. I'm sure. Yeah, the CFO was not pleased. <laughs> the funny, the funny thing is, um, so you know, despite despite this, Nofua had built a pretty good dashboard, and then eventually they had built a like a whole department around that dashboard, like this kind of strategic response kind of department. And um, what, I what, what did was, you build the dashboard in, by the way? <laughs> excel yeah it was excel it was excel but then i was pulling data from like uh, smart view and then you know, all that good stuff and then of course there was like powerpoint and, you know. i i started doing in tableau but then i left but in any case in any case they built a whole department around around the dashboard and i heard that um um someone in the department basically took credit for my for my dashboard oh, because they, they 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 didn't accomplish anything they were supposed to like do all these cost savings and stuff and they, they didn't do it and they were like oh we built the dashboard. This is like our number one accomplishment. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. The corporate world. It's got, it's uh, it's got its tricks. Yeah. It definitely has its tricks, And one of them is apparently just like taking other people's work and like taking credit for it. Completely hilarious. I don't um, mind. I don't mind. I'm not, I'm not. It happened. Engaged. You're yeah. It's, it's fine. So whatever it's done, it's done. Do I'm you have a perspective? FFL, yeah. That's
0: for my boy. Do you have a perspective on the markets <laughs> or you're not really a markets guy?
1: not not really a markets guy not really a markets guy i did have a couple of good stock picks that i remember i always i always pitched in my in my investment banking interviews as owning i don't think i owned all of them which is okay you know sometimes we stretch the truth uh but i I do have to say that if i was actually invested in those stocks i i i would have made pretty good money by now (laughs) do you have do you have those stock picks today like what what should you buy now (laughs) Uh, I I don't think I have good stock picks today. I can tell you what the old stock picks were. All right. Um, I remember, I remember some of my old stock picks were. Um, I had Toyota as a stock pick. I had Apple. Um, <laughs> that's a pretty good one. Apple right? is a good
0: one. Yes. <laughs> Apple
1: is a good one. Toyota is actually a good one. Um, um, they made quite a bit of money. Well, um, well, GM and um, and Ford and Chrysler were not doing. A so well a yeah. recession. the Recession. Um, who else who else was there um there was gsk glasgow smith klein that one was actually i mean it grew i, I don't think it, it it kind of overperformed versus some of the other stuff you could have you could have done versus like indexes or whatever but still pretty good uh Jocelyn johnson which is doing really well right now um was another one of my picks back in college um again kind of regret not investing in that one um what else did i have um Later, later and this is past college, I had a bunch of like these um these reads. Um I had CubeSmart, I remember. I had um had another one that I can't recall, kind of similar to CubeSmart, um, which which was growing like crazy. Um what else did I have? I had Verizon, but you know, for some reason everybody hated, hated Verizon when I when I pitched it.
0: Um, I mean they've done a still, as of stock, I think.
1: I think it's done pretty well. Like it has, it has periods when it kind of like crashes. It doesn't I mean it doesn't crash, but like it goes down and kind of goes back up. It doesn't like it doesn't grow like crazy. I think when they did the whole like Internet of Things type thing, that was that really helped the stock. And then the guy who was pushing through was like, but what else? Internet of Things is already is already priced into Verizon. What else? <laughs> I was like, oh, and of course, of course, when the interview was over, I was like, oh well, but but there is this one thing, and he was like, mm-hmm. I wish he had told me this thirty minutes ago. Yeah, people are assholes, uh, but yeah, like Verizon, I, I go back and forth on. I always like. I was I'm always like, oh, Comcast is terrible. Verizon's good, you know. Do you,
0: you know, do you sense. like, do you have? What's your recommendation for me or for people in general in terms of like investments? Do, do we just kind of pick some winners and keep investing in, into whatever companies you believe in, or should we do like a fund? <laughs> Buy like an ETF of this S and P 500, and then yeah,
1: you know. probably yeah. I'm I'm probably leaning towards funds because I I don't know. I'm just I. I don't think I or a lot of people I know are just good at um, stock picking. You do have to be diversified because you know um, y- y- you don't, don't know. you don't want to
0: be affected. You don't want to. You don't be want to be affected. You don't want to. All technology. Yeah, I mean, you know these things.
1: Right? Sometimes when you're when you're long a sector and then the sector goes down, you know you can't you can't always pick winners. So yeah, I I do like indices more, but then um I do. I do think there are a lot of biases that people have right so like I told you all these really awesome stocks that that i that I picked that I could have invested in right so there are like a lot of psychological biases that people have that make them remember only their winners and not the losers so I'm sure I'm sure there are a bunch of other like really terrible topics that that i that I pitched that I just don't remember or choose not to remember um of course yeah and well, yeah, i and yeah, and, and again course. like I can't and and I can't recall them. <laughs> Do you have any uh, It's time for
0: It's time for hot tips Hot tips Hot tips Hot tips Hot tips is our segment Where you get to Give any hot tip you want To the audience Like it, it could be a book It could be a TV series It could be a food It could be general life advice It's whatever you think Is a fun little hot tip
1: Ooh, okay well, I'll, or I'll, multiple. Give t- I'll give a tip. I'll give a tip about something we didn't get to talk about, which is okay, but now I can give a tip. Um, so DNA testing. <laughs> I do yeah, like it. Absolutely. I do like it. I do like it. It helped me a little bit with figuring out my ancestry or at least gave me some clues. So I know I know some people don't like it because of... Yeah, um, like, hold on a second. People can
0: steal it. Exactly. Like, now you've given your code. You've given someone, 23andMe, or whatever company you use... Yep. Yep. don't they have access to your genetic code for like research purposes? I think they do.
1: Well, they could They could create some medication that takes care of cough variant asthma or some other stupid thing I have. So I, I don't... That could be start. nice. That could be nice, right? They could... So, you know, I'm, I'm Jewish. Um, so they could figure out, um, you know, um, Jews uh, sometimes have a bigger um, load of genetic diseases because we had a population bottleneck. There were only 300 Ashkenazi Jews left. Yeah, so let's
0: talk. Yeah, basketball. I mean, you mentioned yeah. that. that was a cool thing. Yeah. So like, they have now thing. done, they've sampled so many Jewish people in their genetic code. They've been able to yeah. figure out that all the Jews that exist today, 10, 13 million Ashkenazi Jews, maybe it's less Ashkenazi probably. Jews. It's, yeah, let's say, let's say, say let's wait. say half, six. I don't care. Yeah. Um, those Jews, or by looking at genetic code, they can tell that they all come from just 600 people
1: 300 people 300 people about lived 500 years ago or so or 500 to i think there's a range like 500 to 800 years or
0: so 300 people is like a small village you know what i mean yeah
1: yeah yeah so only those people had kids and like survived to have kids um
0: and their kids survived and their kids survived yeah
1: yeah. and their and their kids sometimes marry their cousins. so well well (laughs) because they survived (laughs) yeah yeah they survived and then some of them yeah and some of them i guess also That's more 500 societies. people 500 years ago you said 500s So 300 people um 500 to 800 years ago okay, yeah it's five, so so, long, so let's say middle ages so middle ages right middle got ages
0: Got it got it got
1: it And so why there are like theories about why there were only 300 people left. Right. So one is like, we're getting expelled from a lot of places back then. Right. We got expelled from, from um, Britain. We got expelled from France. We got expelled from what, from what else, from, from, of course, from Spain and Portugal, which is a famous expulsion um, from Italy at some point. um, I believe that one I'm not sure about Um, that. That may have been a weird one. Um, so expulsions from all these places when you get expelled from somewhere like you you can't like you you might die right you have no place to go you have no food or you might go to a place you're gonna be like really poor you don't really have a job like or you might just like go from place to place you're homeless kind of awful it sucks and then you don't really have kids like you right you, you don't reproduce right so that's that's one reason another reason is like well in the middle ages um there was disease right there was the black death um a lot of people died in Europe and like, yes, Jews died too. And like a lot of Jews died. Um, so that's another reason. And like, there was like disease, um, poverty, right? We weren't allowed to like do the same kind of professions that, that people who were Christian were allowed to do. And so we, some people just starved, right? So like lots of different factors and it might be like all of these that, that left us to like only 300 reproducing people. Interesting. Um, amazing. And yeah, then now like you've cool.
0: been in touch with some of these pe- some of people that you're kind of related to
1: yeah yeah so um on 23 and me you get a whole list of like of like cousins um unfortunately uh because of this bottleneck people who are listed as like your close like cousin third cousin and fourth cousin they're really much more decent m- much more distant um basically, oh, I see, uh, I like see. This, this DNA DNA kind of piles up and so like like if you're like let's say if you're like a norwegian American or like a German American and you meet a like a third cousin on on twenty three and me, they're probably your third cousin. If you're like an Ashkenazi Jew and you meet your third cousin, they're probably your relative from like from like three hundred or four hundred years ago, and you just have a whole lot of like DNA piled up. So I met all these people; they're not really close relatives. They're just Ashkenazi Jews. I met our classmate um, Ori, um, who is um, who I share what like um, about one percent DNA with on twenty three and me. So he's listed as a cousin, obviously. I mean he's not a close cousin. Um I actually share my paternal um line with him so I for sure have an ancestor in him with common in common about 5000 years ago if wow. not closer. So it's the it's the J2 L210 line. Um bunch of guys I know from that line are ones you may have heard of. So they're Rothschilds, yay. um, <laughs> um um, big adam money sand- big Ad- money baby. Ad- big money adam sandler is on that line um, oh like like
0: the Sandman.
1: bernie bernie sanders is on that line oh that makes um, sense um ben affleck is not on that line but he is like more distant ben affleck ben is, affleck more, is more jewish distant. he's not jewish he's not jewish but i wouldn't say that everyone in that line was jewish right so like if you take like that line or like that dna um um mutation that formed five thousand years ago those guys weren't Jewish, right? They were like, they were like an Anatolia in Anatolia and like what is today Turkey, right? Some of them became Jews, some of them became Italians, some of them became like Turks and Greeks, right? So it's Amazing. like, it's so we definitely we definitely have lots of lots of relatives everywhere, some of whom are Jewish, some are not, and, and it's cool to discover this these links. We 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 often don't learn about them in school, and so we're definitely yeah, that, learning a lot been, about ourselves.
0: So you're basically saying you're going to learn a cool amount of stuff about yourself and and more and more every day. And I think so. you don't feel like them having your genetic code is really giving you anything away.
1: I don't think so. I don't think they're going to, um, you know, a danger is that they're going to create. You know, someone evil is going to capture my genetic code and create some kind of um, some kind of targeted disease against me. But the thing is, I am really similar to to, to millions of, of other people. people, people. Yeah. So yeah. really, really similar. So yeah, <laughs> interesting. So not a big, not a big danger. I don't think right now. Um, so I'm happy, happy to contribute. There, there was a big, there was a big um, initiative called All of Us. Where um, NIH uh, National Institute of Health was was gathering NIH I think it was NIH yeah they were gathering um, data um, they were trying to get a million people from very diverse um, groups across the U S to like get get their DNA get their um, vitals and then and then start to build a database to to understand the U S population so I did that it was pretty cool I got a gift card for it um and of course of course contributed a lot of you know my data right whatever heard very little from them i mean i I hear like updates like like very silly stuff but of course i didn't get my dna sequenced or anything yet so
0: you don't have the full sequence just like whatever they look at
1: yeah i i really hope all of us kind of you know kicks it into higher gear and actually does something useful for me it would Hmm. be nice (laughs) after after the time i spent participating
0: Well, this has been, I wish we had more time. Um, This has been amazing. Uh, I agree.
1: It was so much fun.
0: It was fun. And it's good to hear your voice. And um, we just, we didn't even touch on Stargate, Babylon 5, um, pool parties. I mean, well, (laughs) (laughs) no, just it was just, uh, yes, I I came to visit you a few weeks, not a few weeks ago, a few months ago um in seattle that was good kind of got to see you that was it was good to
1: catch up it was really good to catch up i think you 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 met one of my kids and the other one was still (laughs) still in the belly he was in the belly he wasn't born yet so he was awesome stay safe love to the family love
0: to to alina love to alina love to david love to bennett yes you got it thank you so much (laughs) really really awesome to talk thank you buddy okay
1: bye-bye